There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with PlushCare. PlushCare accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. Welcome, friends, to another r slash malicious compliance video. If you want to help out this channel, make sure to hit the like and subscribe buttons down below. That said, our first story of the day is by Ape Squad. Complain about me on my last day? Fine by me. So, it's my last day at my most recent restaurant job. Now, the restaurant I work in requires all customers to wear masks when they're not at the table. I try to explain that it comes from a corporate level and I have no say in the matter, but I end up dealing with a lot of angry people. I'm a host and a large party comes in. I tell the party that everyone needs to wear masks until they get to the table. A younger pregnant lady tells me she's not required because she's pregnant and has a medical exemption. I explain that our restaurant does not recognize medical exemptions and she'll be required to wear one just until she gets to the table. The whole group gives me the usual snark, legal arguments, conspiracy theories, etc. But eventually they all put on their masks and are seated. Well, about an hour later the party's leaving. The pregnant woman comes back to the host stand. She thanks us for excellent service and asks me, in a tone that was polite but laced with contempt, what my name is. Now, it's my last day at this restaurant. The next day, I'll be in pajamas, sipping coffee, and working from home without a care in the world. With my mask hiding my grin, I tell her my name proudly. My IRL name is unique and very easy to misspell, so I spell it out for her letter by letter and make sure she knows it right. I'm the only one with my name in the whole restaurant. In a tone that says, I'm gonna get you in so much trouble, she says, thank you, and leaves. All my coworkers joke about it being my last day and how much trouble I'm not going to be in as soon as she calls and finds out I no longer work there. I'm keeping up with Yelp and Google reviews to see if my name pops up, but nothing yet. If you were working at a place and it was your last day there and you were never coming back and some customer was being a total, total jerk, would you still restrain yourself or would you just let them have it? Give them some snark back, say something, tell them what you've been wanting to tell all the entitled customers over the years. Let me know what you would do in the comments down below. Our next story is by Hypnos1214, a gold medal for cheating the system. I was in Cub Scouts growing up. Now, this was the early 90s, so participation trophy fever hadn't caught on fully. As I said, it was the Cub Scouts, and they did lead the charge for the everybody's a winner ideals. Anyways, we had a pack competition at camp one year. It was basically an obstacle course, with the first place pack getting a trophy to carry until next year's camp. Back then, Weblos were a two-year program, and this was for the first-year Weblos packs. The previous year winner always presented the trophy, and it was always the most physically fit group there. We probably were the only pack there that chose our smartest to be leader, and not the most popular or whatever most vain children see as important. One of the rules were that if a scout gave up on an obstacle, then the next one got to go ahead and the team was assessed a time penalty. 
There were eight obstacles and our pack had nine people. Obviously, one had to sit out. Even with that one sitting out, we had four kids who weren't exactly the most physically fit kids out there, our leader being one of them. We were discussing our strategy when our leader asks if everyone trusts him. Of course we do, and strategy time is limited. He says, I'm turning in the lineup, do exactly what I say. We didn't know what he was doing, but nodded since the lineup was due, and we didn't want them to randomly assign obstacles. The leader came back with the list, and the four most physically fit boys had the easiest obstacles. We were confused and some of us a little angry until, well, here's the malicious compliance. He gave the easiest to the most physically fit because they could easily speed through it. The rest of us were supposed to immediately declare we can't do the obstacle, so we'll just be assessed the penalty. The next year, we got to present the trophy. This, my friends, just harkens back to the age-old battle of brains versus bronze. And I ain't saying anything, but in this case, it seems pretty clear that brains won, right? Though there was a bit of both, brains was definitely the driving force, but the bronze carried them through the easy obstacles. Our next story is by January So Cold, I Need the Key. At one of my first restaurant jobs, the saffron, truffle oil, and other expensive condiments were kept in a locked cupboard. Usually the cupboard was unlocked during the shift because it was easy to grab what was needed without asking the kitchen manager to unlock it. A new manager decided that it should be kept locked and if we needed access, they would unlock it, give us the ingredient, and when we finished with it, get the manager to unlock the cabinet again. So, two of my colleagues decided to play with this. One would ask for access to the cupboard, get the saffron or whatever, use it, and then get the manager to lock it back up. Five minutes later, the other coworker would do the same thing. They would wait until the manager was back in their office, settle down, and then ask for the cupboard to be opened. After a few days of constantly locking and unlocking the cupboard, it was left open. I kind of get it from both sides. Comparatively, it's a rather expensive seasoning. Everybody loves food, so it probably would be easy to sneak some away if you wanted. You want to make sure those things are protected, right? But it's just not practical to expect the manager to babysit the shift and unlock it and relock it over and over and over. You just gotta trust the employees that you work with. Install a camera to watch the cupboard if you've got to. Our next story is by Snoo Hedgehogs 3419 Tell me after four years, I am not qualified. From 1994 to 1999, I worked second shift maintenance, 1600 to 0400, at a hog slaughter plant. And the supervisor for the first shift got pissy about me repairing some of the instruments that went down during my shift. They told my supervisor that I wasn't qualified to do repairs. I'd been doing these repairs for three or four years. So I just started placing tags on the broken instruments. These tags would have things like, production says this stopped, or broken when that was all the production worker would say, production says this is no good. At the start of the first shift one day, they were totally out of one instrument and had to repair enough to get started for the day. The first shift manager stayed late and I was called into a meeting with my supervisor, the first shift supervisor, first and second maintenance superintendents, and the plant superintendent. When asked why all these instruments weren't getting repaired, I just reminded the first shift supervisor that he said I wasn't qualified as a repair tech for any of the production instruments. I was told to go back to repairing any instrument that I knew I could so production didn't falter. To me, I think OP did the rational thing. They're down talking OP's abilities and saying that 
Basically, it's not even in OP's job qualifications or job description. If you talk down about what I do, and you say that I'm not qualified, and I'm not expected to do it anyways, really, then I'm not going to put in that effort and make you fall on your butt. It's funny, once it starts costing money, all of a sudden OP is plenty qualified. Our next story is by I'm a simp for Obi-Wan. Maybe you should read your contract before insisting your landlady do something. My mom rents out two houses. One is the house she bought when she married her first husband. One is the house her first husband lived in after they divorced. When he died, my brother inherited it, I'm from the second marriage, and he asked my mom to manage it. Both houses are rented out to the city they're located in, and they use it as social housing for refugees. Because of this, they pay less rent than is usual for the area, but to make up for that, they have pretty unique clauses in their contract. For example, that they're responsible to fix anything that wasn't caused by weather. That's not legal to do in a contract with private persons, but since the renter is the city, it's legal. Recently, the city approached my mom and told her that some appliances broke, and since the people living there didn't notify the city immediately, water seeped into the walls and caused mold to form within the walls. They assumed that the same rules for private renters would apply to them and demanded that my mom should renovate. My mom told them that they should have a look into their contract. Point four, sentence two. Yes, she even gave them the exact sentence they should look at. They insisted and also told her that she needed to hire companies that work with the city to do the renovation because they would only trust those companies. My mom then asked if that means they are delegating the organization to her and are unwilling to work with any other companies. As they said yes, she acted. She organized everything and let the bills be sent to the city. The city returned the bills stating that mom has to pay for them. My mom sends them a copy of the contract with the applying sentences highlighted and told them if they refused to pay, she'd have to go to a lawyer and those costs would add to that. The city denied any responsibility for paying. They took it to court where, because our courts are notoriously overwhelmed with cases, an out-of-court settlement was advised. When presented with everything, the person from the court told the city they were definitely in the wrong. But then the city said that my mom deliberately chose the most expensive companies and they would only pay for a part of the bill because of that. Well, my mom had it in writing that they ordered her which companies to hire, so that was quickly resolved. Had they told my mom, listen, could you organize it and have the bill sent to us? She'd have picked companies with about half the cost. But, well, that's life. I'm gonna guess because the whole organization of this thing was so uncommon that whoever was running this crap show didn't realize how responsible they truly were for every step of the process. Either that or maybe it went through too many layers and kind of went through a game of telephone to the point where people didn't understand what they were doing or demanding. OP's mom didn't have any choice but to go with the people because they demanded it. This is a big old game of what do you want from me? This next story is by How Many Apples 42 Refused to pay me for piano lessons? Okay. I'll count every minute and charge accordingly. When I was 14, I was qualified fully in my country in a piano playing performance qualification. I had worked really hard for this and was so proud. My parents too. I was too young to join paid orchestras and they didn't exist near me, so instead, I handed out business cards to residents nearby in a fairly wealthy area. 
and thought I could make some money teaching after school. Teachers in the area were charging 20 euro per half hour, so I charged 17 euros because of my age. Edit and lack of experience, since someone got their underwear in a twist, and got very lucky that a few mums caught on and switched to me instead. I quickly had four to five kids and adults to teach every single weeknight in an area I could bike around. This was roughly 400 euros every single week due to fluctuations of people canceling and so on. An hour's lesson was 50 minutes with a short water break and explanation of homework at the end. A half hour lesson was 25 minutes with explanation and homework at the end. I made all of this very clear and learned it was necessary through time to walk people carefully through homework and exam prep. These parents paid 10 lessons in advance every time and I kept a calendar and updated parents weekly on where they were at. One parent would always ask for a full summary of all 10 weeks for all three of her kids, and I was happy to provide it. Suddenly, one week, she decided she didn't owe me money for the next 10 lessons until I had made up for lost time. I was obviously very confused and asked her what she meant. She cited the reason that I cut off 5 minutes off every 30 minutes and 10 minutes off every hour, so I should teach that extra time before getting more money. Here's the real kicker. Her kids were horribly behaved. They were easily the most spoiled, entitled kids I taught and often said things like, since we pay you, don't you work for me? They were ages 6 to 11. She had also referred me to a lot of other parents, so I was concerned about my jobs. Because her kids behaved badly and didn't do homework, I always spent extra time on them, 5 to 10 minutes per week, because they needed it. But okay, sure, you want me to work that time? No problem! So I decided to tell this mother, from now on, I would set a timer, and charge every minute on that timer, and show her when I clicked it on and off, and gave a huge apology. You can imagine her shock at the end of 10 weeks when she saw that the kids combined 30 hours was actually more like 36 to 37 that she had to pay. She never bothered me about timing ever again and rushed through every homework or exam prep explanation getting me out of the door. Unfortunately for people like OP who just try to do some good work with kids and teach them how to, for example, learn piano. A lot of times you'll run into these entitled parents that think they're holier than thou and don't notice all the extra time you put in and the care and attention you put into it too, and their only focus is just trying to nickel and dime you all the way through. Good on OP for playing this respectfully and just laying out how much extra work they actually do for that parent's kids. I'm just glad that after that, the parent realized, okay, you know what, maybe I was a jerk. Or at least they realized they were getting their money's worth. And our final little story of the day is by Separate Security 472. No problem, mom. I told my six-year-old daughter to fetch her hairbrush. She told me she couldn't find it. I told her I would go look, but if I found it, she owed me a dollar. She quickly ran downstairs to get me a dollar. Epilogue. It took me 30 seconds to find the hairbrush, and I kept the dollar. See, now this is not fair though. OP has to understand that moms have some kind of superpower where when you can't find something, you go and ask them. It doesn't even matter if they actually know what the item is. If your mom goes and looks for it, they're going to find it in 30 seconds flat right where you looked. You could have checked a spot five times over and they'll go, here it is. Or like, you'll ask them where it is and they'll say, did you check behind the refrigerator? 
You're like, mom, nothing's behind the refrigerator. How would it end up back there? And then lo and behold, it's behind the refrigerator. But with that being said, that's all the time we have for today. So of all these stories I've read today, which is your favorite and why? Let me know in the comments down below. And if you haven't yet, if you could like and subscribe, that would mean a lot to me. Whatever you do, whether it's liking, subscribing, turning notifications on, all of it helps grow this channel and I appreciate the heck out of it. So until next time, I'll see you all tomorrow with some more stories. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.